it's really important, guys, to take a step back and look at the big picture to understand how markets progress. And there's a time to build and, and there's a time where it doesn't make sense. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Hey guys, I'm Brent Bowers and I have a really cool guest on today. He's actually a returning guest. Our first episode was episode 768. His name is Dan Habercost. He was just getting started in land. Uh, he was already actually building homes as, as a builder, but now he's uh, put his land knowledge to work. He's built a team. Uh, he's got a lot of systems going on. Dan, how are you? Give us an update on what's going on. Brent, yeah, thanks for having me. First off, I was excited to do a follow-up here. I guess a lot, uh, what was that, fall of 2020? A lot has happened since then. And uh, yeah, really scaled and systemized the business from when we when we started. I think, like I was telling you a little bit before before we started recording here, you know, I, before taking your course, I was kind of flailing around trying to do a bunch of different things at once. Had a couple builds going, bought and sold a couple parcels, but I didn't have a systemized, repeatable business, and I was giving away way too much on both the building and the land because I didn't have much cash. So fast forward to today. Well, actually, let me let me not go too fast. When we did our first interview, for those who haven't heard, I was getting started with Brent's system and I was flipping a lot of lots, but they were small. I'd bought you know one for a thousand and sold it for four or five or bought one for 200 and sold it for 2000. And that was a great way to learn, but yeah, that's not a very significant amount of money. So fast forward to today, the average profit on a, on a lot of flips are right around 13, 14,000. I don't do any of the acquisitions, dispositions, or transaction coordination. And then because I have just this assembly line of land coming in at 30, 40 cents on the dollar, I sell some for cash, some on notes, and then I build on the parcels that make sense. And in the current environment, I can build a house with a 240 basis and sell it for 380 and net well over 100 grand. So it just makes sense. And it's a great way to scale off of what I'm already doing, off of the system I already have. And you know, it, it, once you get the business set up, it's so passive too. You really don't have to do much on the building side once uh, the permits pulled. So, anyways, that's what the uh, the active business looks like. And at the same time, I've been buying more rentals and have quite a bit of marketing going out this month for that as well. Holy cow! Okay, I am sitting here like taking notes most of the time. I have so much I want you to deep dive on. You know, first off, you know, you started doing the the onesie twosie lots, buying them for two hundred, selling for two thousand. That's great money. I mean, but you kind of saw a way to scale that really quickly. Uh, then you went to $13,000 profit per deal. How long would you say you've been in land now, actually purchasing, like doing the actual land uh, when you started with the land sharks? The land sharks was fall of 2020. So, what is that? Approaching 14, 15 months, depending on exactly when, when that was, 15 or 16 months total? Yeah, not even a year and a half. Uh, how many, how many land? Parcels of land, would you say that you've either purchased or wholesale, assigned, or built on? Yeah, I think I'm in the 70s then, if you include all that. Yeah. 70 in the last less than 18 months. Yeah. Okay, I got to get a calculator for this. That's that's too much for me. Uh, 70 divided by 18, roughly four, four lots a month, four parcels yeah. of land a month. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Wow. 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 Okay. All right. So the other thing that you said was really cool was. It sounds like you have a team. 
no mm-hmm. acquisition. And just for the listener, acquisition is, you know, you're purchasing the land, right? Is that mm-hmm. what you're calling acquisitions? Yeah. And then disposition is actually just a, another word for selling the land. Mm-hmm. And then transaction coordination, which is a boatload of work. Yeah. So you farmed all that out. You know, you're not even having to do any of that anymore. Yeah, believe it or not. So I have a primary acquisitions manager here locally in the Springs where where we live. And she was fresh out of the army and had a tremendous work ethic. And then also really just wanted to learn about real estate. So it was a good kind of mix. And at the same time, I gave her a personality test and she's really just a less extreme version of me. So I need need to be (laughs) careful as far as her just running off on her own. But anyways, I started by just giving her acquisitions and she picked that up like overnight. And then from there, she goes, well, I want more responsibility. So I gave her transaction coordination and she took that over and she's like, I'm bored. I need more to do. And so she took, she's now doing dispositions for me. Now, granted a number of them just go to realtors to sell. There's a certain area in my markets where it just makes sense for the realtors to put it on the market because we can get you know hundred cents on the dollar every time. So dispositions is less on her, but yeah, she's handling everything. I'm just doing the actual marketing and help with the decision-making as far as sales prices, which even that I'm, I'm getting to the point of offloading to her. And then additionally, I have a guy, long story how I met him, but in Texas who is functioning also as an acquisitions manager has gotten me a couple of deals because he just wants to learn about real estate. So I'm giving him lists of cold call. And then as far as other employees, you know, the realtors sell a lot of the land. My GCs are just contracted, right? I, I don't actually employ them. So it's a very, very low overhead sort of business. And that's another part I like about it because it's so easy to pivot if needed when your overhead is low. What really stuck out to me is how you were able to train someone that wasn't even in the in, in the real estate industry. She came from the military industry and overnight you had her buying land. Yep. So yep. you must be a phenomenal teacher. And I love the fact that, you know, that land is, you know, you can train someone fairly quickly oh, to buy it. It's so simple. I mean, obviously I'm sure you say that on every podcast, but it's true. There's just so much less to it. And especially when you know your markets very, very, very well, and you pick the right markets where there are fewer factors and so it's just quick to pick up relative to other asset types. And then at the same time, it's just much less competitive. You know, it's not like trying to go wholesale houses. It's very, very easy, relatively speaking. Well, I want to kind of pull out another thing that you, you had mentioned. You know, you weren't, you didn't sit long at making $1,800 profit when you buy a piece of land for 200 bucks, which who believes that? Like, I still, people don't believe me when I say I bought my first piece of land for $285. You beat me. You bought one for $200. Yeah. Uh, but now you're making $100,000 net profit. That must be, uh, that sounds like a lot more work. Uh, like, And how are you doing that? How are you pulling off $100,000 net profit on a piece of land, on one deal? And you just told me you've done 70. Well, those are the builds. So no, that on my land flips, I'm averaging 13 to 14 ish, right? Net. I'd flipped one last month where it was in the low 20s. So that was great. Those are the new builds. And there are more subtleties and there's more risk to that. So, you know, I, I think I told you when you lived here still some of the issues I had with a few of the GCs, but right. <laughs> number, <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, the number one thing is picking the right general contractor because. I made the mistake uh, a couple of years ago of not picking the right general contractor and had a bunch of projects fall apart. Thankfully, my my primary investor was in the business a long time. He had dealt with these sorts of things. So we were able to get through that without any lawsuits or anything major, but there is more risk. Now, once you have the right general contractor in place, you have the right floor plan. Maybe you already have a 3D walkthrough and pictures of that finished floor plan. 
then it does become much, much easier. So for example, I'm building a house right now. Uh, I actually bought the lot the day they repaved the street because there's a big development going in around it. So I'm benefiting from the bigger developer uh, on Cabaret. And you know, it'll probably take me 10 to 12 hours all in from having been involved in buying the land to getting the plans, to just communicating with everyone. There's certain things only the owner can do, you know, paying the tap fees and dealing with some of the metro or the uh, municipality, which is the metro district in my case. But I'm probably only going to have 10 to 12 hours into that thing by the time we get the permit, which should be today or tomorrow. And then from there, I don't really do a whole lot except check in. I have my realtor who's already got pictures in a 3D walkthrough of the finished product. GC and I have worked together on the one you and I have done along with a couple others. And so it just becomes a simple system. You know, with business in general, getting started is the hardest part. And just for anyone who's listening, it gets so much easier once you're a few years in, you have your systems in place, you have your people in place. So there is a longer window of exposure, right? It takes about from the time you buy the lot to getting the permit and actually building seven or eight months. But at the end of the day, if your numbers are right, if you have the right people in place, there's a healthy margin for error because you know if the market tanks tomorrow, well, mm-hmm. I can drop the price $100,000 and it's an entry-level three-bed, two-bath, 1,500-square-foot house. So who does that appeal to? Well, the largest demographics in our country, and that's very intentional, that appeals to retiring baby boomers and first-time home buyers, which are especially big in my market because you have the all of the military families, which are a lot of young people buying their first houses. So that was a, a little bit of a rant, but yes, I guess there's a little bit more risk and work in getting it set up. But once you have your pieces and parts in place, and especially the right people, it is pretty simple. And if you build the right product in the right markets, then you have a very healthy margin of safety. So you're not only purchasing the land at less than 40 cents on the dollar, you're leveraging the real estate agent that uh, has proven herself. Is that Sarah? You're talking yeah, about? it's Sarah. Yeah. And I assume you're selling these before you're even done. So you're you're very low risk on that, as well as leveraging a good general contractor. So it's multiple people, you know, just like you have your acquisitions and dispositions and, and transaction coordination. So you're not just relying on yourself, you're relying on many. So you have a lot of things you're leveraging, a lot of yes. I say a lot of uh ways that you're kind of mitigating risk. Yes. Well. Yes. Having spent a lot of time with a number of older investors, that is always on my mind. You know, I I think really the people that are successful in the long term are just able not to lose it all at every market turn, right? At every recession. So I think a more leveraging up to your eyeballs all the time, I don't think is the smartest thing, right? I'm not touching any of the equity, any of my properties. I'm probably going to pay off one of my houses this year. In some ways that might seem irrational, but you know, mitigating risk is is one of the most important things because if you consistently are building and growing, right? The power of exponential progression of compounding interest starts to take place as long as you don't lose. And so that's kind of how I look at just, that's a very high level kind of statement, but in general with investing in business, uh, against the downside first. Well, random question. I know you've purchased quite a few rental properties in the last like year. How many have you purchased in the last 12 months? Uh, just two in the last 12 months. My, My investing has got to catch up with my income. So that's a big focus on the year, uh, for this year. Just finishing a huge rehab right now, lifted a house four inches and completely redid the plumbing. And that was the one where my contractor got arrested in the middle. So that's a whole nother story. But yeah, so uh, only two in the last year. So I've got some work to do this year. 
I mean, there you go. I, I see where, where all your money's going. <laughs> to lift the house four, four inches, I can only imagine what that costs. So what would you say from the time you purchase the land to the time you sell the property to make about 100K profit? How long does that process take? How long that's does about, that process take, I should say? Yeah, that's about eight months for a bill. Eight months. So from mm-hmm. the time you get that land under contract mm-hmm. to the time you're paid at closing, walking away with a check. Yes. Yeah, eight I, months to make 100K. All right, now let's go back to the land flips of just getting an average of 13000 13 to $20,000. From the time you send that first, well, let's just let's not talk about the mailer. Uh, from the time you get that first initial conversation, get it under contract and paid, how long does that, that time frame look like usually for you? Getting under contract, let's see, we usually close within two weeks. And then, man, for the nicer lots, especially the ones that generally net more, they move like, crazy quick. So, I mean, a month or two, uh, sometimes a few weeks because I have a big buyer pool, but usually we, we list those nicer ones on the market. So they, they go for you know full price. So yeah, a month or two. The way I, I think of my land business is getting me 50 to 100% returns on my cash over and over again in one to three months. Occasionally longer, occasionally shorter, occasionally the deals aren't as good. Uh, but that's kind of the, that's just what I see the land business as a way to just aggressively multiply my capital. That's it. I love that. And, and I, I love to see like the, the numbers breakdown, the calculations. I just pulled out my calculator while you're talking. I was listening, uh, but I just took that two months, you mm-hmm. know, from the time you get it, get that first initial call to be paid on that 13,000, mm-hmm. you know, the lower end of that average that you just mentioned. And that's like $6,500 a month on just one deal. That's only, mm-hmm. we're talking only one deal. Now, if you look at the 100,000 that you're going to make, if you buy the land and build the house, mm-hmm. That's roughly twelve thousand five hundred a month if you look at eight months' time. So going the extra mile and building, and you're only putting ten to twelve hours in it, it just seems like a, a massive leap mm-hmm. in return on investment too. If you've got the means, and and how many houses are you building at one time? Right now, I have three. But an important back to the mitigating risk. Right, I only want one in my name at a time. Okay, so I am much much more comfortable doing. A bunch of so I have three going right now, working on getting. I want there's a certain income goal I'm trying to hit. So I broke down, you know, work backwards. I need this many houses, this many land, et cetera. So, anyways, working on getting a few more going, but I am much more comfortable having a bunch going where I have partners like what you and I did on the Mustang Drive and the Olympus Drive houses. Uh, so on those ones, depending on how it's set up, might give them 25% of the profit or 50% of the profit, depending on the the work and the who's taking on the risk and that sort of thing. So uh, three houses going right now, looking to get two more going here by the end of the month or early February. And only one of them is going to be completely in my name and 100% profit for me. And I'm fine with that because I sleep very well at night with fewer construction loans in my name. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. When I look at my bank account and it gets low, I just blame Mustang Drive for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. for- just for, for anybody listening, me and Dan are actually doing a project uh, together. And that's what he's mentioning, uh, Mustang Drive. Let's break that deal down, if you yeah. don't mind, for the listeners. Oh, absolutely. That's a great one. So it's really important, guys, to take a step back and look at the big picture to understand how markets progress. And there's a time to build and, and there's a time where it doesn't make sense. So there's a little town called Colorado City, about an hour and 20 minutes south of Colorado Springs here in Colorado, obviously. And when I first went down there in, let's see, 2018, I think was the first time I was ever there, did a few deals in 2019. It was very sleepy, couple listings on the market for land. Nobody was building. It was not the time to build. 
And I started doing my land deals there in 2020, right? Like we were talking about, those were the very low dollar deals. Well, at the very end of 2020, I got a lot on the golf course, all utilities for a thousand bucks. And I thought, great, I'll flip this one probably for 10, right? This will be a great deal. But I remember driving down there. I hadn't been down for months to look at it. And all of a sudden there are houses being built all over. And I mean, it's a small market, but it was like overnight. And it made sense because in Colorado, the path of progress kind of comes right straight down the front range, right down I-25. Colorado Springs was the first one after Denver to blow up. Then the town of Pueblo and Pueblo West really started to grow. And now Colorado City even is growing. And talking to some of the builders, they were pre-selling everything for very high profit margins. And I said, well, geez, I, I think there's opportunity maybe to build on this lot. I think actually Brent and I were at the gym one day. It's like, well, let's build on it. We were talking through it. And so that's I remember exactly, it. Yep. yep. I, do you remember? Because you were like, I don't know why I haven't sold. Because I remember I was selling the buildable lots in that yeah. area for like 9,900 bucks on financing. Yeah. And I would pay $1,000 for them. Yep. Um, and so you got to be careful in this area because you can get a non-buildable one because mm-hmm. there's no sewer or electric. But I remember you saying, I don't know why I haven't sold it yet. Yep. And do you remember? I was like, what do your pictures look like? And you sent me your picture and it had snow on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Dan, just build on it. Just mm-hmm. build on it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so that's exactly what we did. Anyways, that was Brent and I's first one together. We just closed another one around the corner. We're going to build on that as soon as this one sells. But it's under contract to sell on the 24th at 350. There's some concessions in there. We only had it listed at 340. So we'll call it a 340 net on what we actually come in. And then I think... Gosh, I'd have to go look at the spreadsheet, but with realtor fees and everything, we're going to make close to a hundred grand on that one. Uh, it's a smaller market. The the market north of it is where I'm building, where there's easily a hundred grand spread. But for a thousand dollar basis in the lot, and then Brent put up some money just for the soft costs, you know, plan, survey, that sort of thing. Not so bad because we got a construction loan for to finance it. So, anyways, yeah, that'll be closing here at the end of the month, and then we're just going to duplicate it right around the corner on Olympus. Now, if we can get the contractor to finish it before closing, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that's what's keeping me up at night. Um, and he's a great contractor, by the way. Just uh, he's a blessing from God, and this yep, guy is yep. amazing. But I want to break something down because if you take the sales price of this house, let's just call it three forty, even though we're mm-hmm. getting three fifty with some seller concessions and all that. And then generally, what does a builder pay for a lot? Um, when it like a brand, so for instance, if a builder could sell it for three hundred forty thousand, uh, what percentage of that sales price on a brand new house does a builder pay for a piece of land? Yeah, I I think my uh, my perspective is skewed because of what we do, but I believe the norm is like fifteen ish percent, somewhere between ten and twenty for sure. That's a big spread, but I know, I mean, just doing some math in my head, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be around the 12 to 15% mark. Just doing math, thinking of what people are building here in the Springs or in Pueblo who pay full market price for land. 15% of the sales price. And I know some areas it's 20 or 25. So let's just call it 15% though. Yeah. That tells me 15% of of $340,000 is $51,000. A builder would have paid for that lot Mm -hmm. at 15 cents on the dollar for the sales price. Let's just say that, Dan, you got it at 50 cents on the dollar. You could have paid up to $25,000 for the lot that you <laughs> yeah. paid $1,000 for. Yep. Massive, yep. massive discount. <laughs> yep. And, and when this is why having your land system set up is so synergistic with building. Most of the people buying my lots at full market value are builders and they're still going to make money building on it. Right. Oh, yeah. So we're just adding to that spread quite a bit by buying the land 30, 40, 50 cents on the dollar. So 
yeah, it's, it's very synergistic, right? Uh, and that's why it works. Well, I want to ask you too many more questions. I want to, I want to just uh, kind of, how can people find out more about you? Because I know there's some listeners on here that are interested in building. Uh, we've got some land shark students that are actually have, have built on a few of their parcels of land. So how can people uh, get in touch with you? Absolutely. So Instagram or Facebook, just Dan Habercost. I'm posting about some of the builds I'm doing quite a bit on there and rentals and that sort of thing. And here in the, by the end of this quarter, next eight, maybe 10 weeks, I looks like I'm going to be putting out a consulting or, or educational course on how to buy land off market at a discount and then actually build on it. I really, really, really dislike all of the mindset and kind of woo-woo sort of courses and that sort of thing. So I'm very much a pragmatist and this will just be a simple turnkey system from A to Z of what I'm doing. If you need motivation, do not come to me. If you don't need motivation, you need a system, this will be for you uh, as far as building houses and buying land cheaply. And I know you got the system for it because I was expecting you to tell me you had about 10 or 12 houses going. Uh, I know when I met you a couple of years ago, you had a few going. So um, that's amazing. And guys, again, I interviewed Dan uh, Habercost on uh, episode 768. So rewind back to that. Uh, see where he was starting just, I mean, 18 months ago to do 70 deals, actually less than 18 months ago to do 70 something deals, have three three to five flips going. I'm excited about another project. I know you found another parcel of land uh, yep. that's yep. even better than the one we're building on. Yep. Um, that this one, you can see the lake and the mountains and the golf course. So I can't even imagine what that one's going to do. Yeah, it's Olympus uh, Lane. I mean, come on, this the name's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Well, here you have it, guys. If you're interested in getting started in land, uh, schedule a call on wholesalinginc.com forward slash land. You'll, you'll book a call with me and my team, and we'll see what your real estate investing goals, what your goals are. And if we feel like we're a great fit, I'd be honored to coach you. Thanks for jumping on with me, Dan. Yeah, no problem, Brent. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.